IT and technology, science, innovation. These are all huge words that seem to have been developing over the past couple of years as IT and technology and the sciences take over, as AI grows and as I become more and more increasingly worried about that robot vacuum cleaner. Here on What The Tech, we're going to try and dispel some of that confusion. Why is it that those words are used? What is ransomware? What is the TCP? And more importantly, where does the development of IT and technology go? And even more so, what can we, as people who are living around it, do about it? So welcome, I'm Taylor, and I'm glad that you're with us. today's podcast I'm going to talk about new data protection law that has come into effect in South Africa. Like GDPR in Europe and DPA in the UK, it is South Africa's approach to data protection issues. Last time we spoke about Poppy and the consequences that everyday businesses in South Africa face. South African businesses are already under pressure. You can't underestimate the impact of increasing fuel prices and the amount of load shedding that we're experiencing this year. We're all trying to bounce back. Thank you, COVID. We now have the silent problem of poppy, however. Can businesses rationally handle a fine if one were to come just because there was insufficient poppy compliance? I stumbled on a question. Do Airbnbs and hotels need to be poppy compliant? The short answer is yes. But don't expect Booking.com or Airbnb to do it for you. It is true that most guests and users on the platform must agree to a terms of service. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it covers Poppy. If businesses want to be compliant, they need to ensure all their current and future guests sign a Poppy consent form. Are you worried about your small business or company's ability to be Poppy compliant? We can help. At Sphinx Cyber, we specialize in Poppy compliance with small and medium businesses. We offer resources and workshops that can put Poppy into your business's everyday practice. For more information, you can visit www.sphinxcyber.org or you can email me at taylorsalship at sphinxcyber.org. We have more information in today's podcast bio as well. Hotels and Airbnbs process guest data without even realizing it. Everything from ID information to email addresses and bank account details all form a part of Poppy person identifiers, as it says in the act. I tried to reach out to Booking.com earlier this week. I was on the phone for a total of two hours. Every service consultant I dealt with could not tell me what Poppy was and if it needed to be in practice. In South African cases, the owner or hotel manager is on their own. Booking.com deals with bookings from all over the world. They have potential stays all over the world. Their terms of service is meant to cover most data protection laws like GDPA or the DPA. The unfortunate thing, however, is that it hasn't equipped itself with Poppy. In an ideal world, the guest will be directed to a drop-down Poppy form when they book online, and that would be great. This is, however, not in place. 
it is therefore assumed that the owner of the Airbnb or Booking.com stay are on their own. You need to keep yourself and your business safe on your own and not rely on Booking.com or Airbnb to do it for you. And yes, asking guests to fill out a form when they're trying to be on holiday is going to be challenging. It is, however, becoming the new norm. Another issue to consider is for large travel companies that have taken that have stakes in tourism in South Africa and the impact that property will have on their business practices. If customers realize that their travel data is being sold on to a third-party company, it could create huge property infringements. Think about it. How many times have you booked a flight only then to get emails or SMSs about travel insurance or bargain holiday deals? The other part of this is the impact on marketing travel and, and those kinds of services further down the line for travel companies. Once clients have booked through a travel agency, they can't, they, they, they can't then force feed all sorts of promotional emails on cheap flyers or cruises down the line because that's an infringement in terms of direct marketing. They need to consent to any kind of direct marketing going forward or that practice would be considered a poppy infringement. Since COVID travel and ter- since COVID, travel and tourism is just starting to get back on its feet. At present, poppy confines itself to South African citizens and those who are specifically domiciled in South Africa. The general best practice is to have every guest that enters your doors sign a poppy addendum. Poppy opens the door to new and onerous administrative challenges that we're only beginning to see. It, it is also relatively a new enacted law that opens itself up to countrywide backlogs and stalls in implementation. If small businesses and Airbnbs want to survive, they need to be poppy compliant. Similarly, with regulations that come into practice because of COVID, it gives businesses limited time to adjust to the challenges that they're facing. The other curveball is the cost of bringing it in to an already cash-strapped economy. That's the podcast for today. On the next episode, I'm going to go over poppy in relation to journalism and freedom of expression. I really hope that you enjoyed today's podcast. If you want to find more out about our services or potentially how we can help you become poppy and compliant, feel free to visit the bio or contact us directly by email.